Welcome to Setting Captives Free podcast. Jesus said, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. But many people wonder, how can I be free from things I've struggled with all my life? Anger, impurity, anxiety, depression, fear, gluttony, and so on. Well, today, Eric Hurt and Mike Cleveland study a passage of Scripture that will help you enjoy the freedom that Jesus died to give you. And here we are again. I'm Mike Cleveland with my good friend and brother, Eric Hurt. And Eric, you excited about this podcast today? I am really excited, Mike. I've been really enjoying doing these together with you. So yes, I'm very excited to be here today. I'm excited because what we're going to look at today has the power to set anyone free. That's why I'm excited. Uh, let me start by asking you a question, brother. Uh, during your time of sin, uh, when you were in bondage, when you were a captive, did you know the simple gospel message Jesus died to set, you know, Jesus died for your sins and rose from the dead? Did you know that message? I did know that message. Uh, uh, I knew it. I thought I knew it very well. Um, but that's, that's all I knew that Jesus died to, uh, for that very purpose. But, um, it, never um that was it you know i was already saved and so i'm going to heaven and that's the end right and 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 so today what we're going to look at is is going to fill in that message and it, it helps us to experience that message and that's what i was lacking i could have told you jesus died on the cross for my sins he rose from the dead i could have repeated those words but I hadn't experienced the power of it, and so I wasn't free. Amen. Does that make sense? Oh, that makes total sense. That's exactly what it is. I mean, uh, you know, the message is being preached that Jesus died for your sins, but, um, you know, we're not connecting the dots that it's power to set you free from your sin and your slavery. And it's not just a quick ticket to heaven. It is a lifelong uh, love affair, if you will, that you once had with your sin. And when you get lifted up out of that darkness and out of your depression and all the rest of the sins that come along with the family, you are, um, you have another love affair with the Lord. And it is just incredible. Uh, You know, you, everything changes, Mike, Uh, nothing remains the same. And so this is much different when you experience the power uh, of the gospel. I love that. Wow, that was good uh, to have a love affair. We used to have a love affair with our sin, uh, and the results were bondage, captivity, and death. And now what happens when we get our heart circumcised and changed, we have a love affair with the Lord Jesus. We experience his love. Um, And so let's begin. Today we're going to look at Romans chapter 6, verses 1 to 7. And Eric, you want to take the first one? Sure will. Romans 6, 1. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? And absolutely not. Uh, You know, (laughs) grace has abounded and pulled us out of sin. And, you know, it's the, uh, we have, Jesus stood in that gap for us, condemned for us. Uh, so he delivered us 
from that. So we don't add to the grace of God. The grace of God has already been established there. It's already abounding. It already superabounded, as some say. And um, so, no, we don't continue in sin. That grace may abound. Grace has already abounded as much as it's going to right there at the cross. I, I like what you said about grace pulling us up and out. And it makes me think about when the axe head was lost. It was sunk and lost in the bottom of the, the river or the lake. You remember that? And you know how yes. the man of God said, well, throw a tree into that lake right where the axe head sunk. And that tree somehow magically God used it to draw the axe head up out of the lake. And you think, wait a minute, a tree doesn't have any power, any, any, it's not a magnet, uh, but it was pointing us forward to when Jesus would die on the cross. And when he died, Eric, that power that pulls us up and out of our sin. Oh, it's so strong because when you look at Jesus on the cross and you see him shedding his blood and you, you know, one thing, he loved me. <laughs> he gave himself for me. How can it be, Eric, how can it be that the Holy One would die for the wicked one? How can it be that the righteous would come for the, the unrighteous and shed his blood? And as you look there at the cross, it's like a power. You know, a cross doesn't, shouldn't have any. It's not a magnet. But Jesus said, when I'm lifted up, I will draw all people. Well, let's look at verse 2 now. And should we go on sinning that grace may increase? Verse 2, by no means. And you can see Paul breaking the lead off his pencil as he's <laughs> writing that. You know, no way. God forbid. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Now, wait a minute. Um. When we look at the cross, we see Jesus dying, and all of a sudden we're reading here, we are those who have died to sin. How, how do you explain that, brother? Well, it just reminds me that we've been crucified with Christ. He became sin. He took all of our sin on the cross. He became sin for us and was punished in our place, was judged instead of us, was condemned so that we can escape and that's what, it, that's what it means when we look there by faith and, and we're crucified with Christ and we no longer live, but Christ lives in us now. And this is true power, Mike. This is what it means to be that we've died to sin because we've died in Christ. We've died with Christ and we've experienced the whole gospel. Uh, we've died with Christ on a cross. We've been buried in a tomb. And Mike, we've raised to new life. And it is amazing because we're set free from all those sins that we never thought that we could be free from. You know, like you said in the opening, it's not just, yeah, Jesus died on the cross for me. Have you experienced the power to die with Christ? And, and that's the, why, why I was saying I'm so excited about what we're learning today. Because it's one thing to say, ah, oh, Jesus died for my sins. It's another to experience that we are those who have died to sin. And so, um, Eric, you, you hit it on the head when you said uh, we were in Christ on the cross. We were in him. So if you think about it, we were also in Adam back in the garden when he sinned. God saw you, Eric Hurt, and me in 
uh, Adam, in Adam, we sinned in him. Um, and, and it's hard to really connect that because we weren't even alive, but we were, in a sense, in the body of Adam. Uh, we hadn't been born yet, but we were in his loins, we were in his body, and we partook of the forbidden fruit, and we incurred the wrath of God, and we disobeyed and rebelled and were banished from his presence in Adam. But now here comes the last Adam. That was the first Adam. But now here comes the last Adam, not the second Adam. Some people say the second Adam as if there would be a third. Uh, there, <laughs> there won't be. Here comes the last Adam, and he again goes to a garden, and he again partakes of a tree and dies on it. And Eric, you were in him, and so you died with him. And you know what? This is an experience. This is not merely biblical fact. Um, and, and so let's continue on. And so you notice the logic. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Right? Perfectly logical. So how about verse three? Verse three says, do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? And so that makes it very clear there. We were baptized into death. And, and so um, this is what, this isn't water baptism. This is baptism into death by faith, joining him on the cross like we've been talking about. And um, we've joined him, just as you stated, Mike. And the cross has become, uh, as you stated, the tree of life. You know, we had a tree of life in the garden, and uh, now we, ha- we see another tree. How, like <laughs> earlier, how can a tree pull us? Well, mm-hmm. Jesus clearly said, when I'm lifted up, I, I will draw all men to myself. And the cross is a very powerful drawing agent. It's, it's, uh, it's what lifted the axe head up. It's a miracle, just like the axe head. A wood, piece of wood can't pull an axe head up from the bottom of the river or lake. Uh, and how can a cross pull me in? <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that it pulls us in. Um, and, and, you know, every truth that's taught in clearly in the New Testament is illustrated in the Old Testament. And so for just a minute, think about the podcast we did last week, Eric, where we talked about the Israelites going through the Red Sea on dry ground. Um, and look at this verse in Romans 6, 3. Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death. If you look at 1 Corinthians 10, it talks about how uh, the Israelites were baptized into Moses as they went through the Red Sea. Um, And and so here's how I want us to think about this this morning, and, and you see if this resonates with you, brother. When the Israelites were in Egypt and the Passover lamb died, it saved them. Uh, from death. In other words, the destroying angel came over and he saw that death had already happened on that house. Inside that house, the people were there. Now, they weren't perfect or righteous or holy. They could have been overweight. They could have been captive to sin, but but the, the lamb died and therefore the destroying angel passed over. But they were still in the house. They were still in Egypt. They were still uh, slaves at that point. But then 
as they came out of Egypt and they went and they went through the Red Sea. In other words, they were baptized into that death. Now they had an experience. And when they came out the other side, they could look back and say, wow, it's like I died and rose again. It's like I was put to death and now have a new life. I'm on the other side of the shore. Now, Eric, that is Romans 6, right? That's our experience of the cross. What do you think of that? Uh, that's absolutely, yeah. That is definitely the experience uh, of the cross. And, you know, like we said uh, last week, that it is both, the cross is both where we were baptized, washed, cleansed, where Jesus's blood ran red hmm. and our sin ran white. Uh, it is the place where the, the enemy of our souls, Satan himself, was, uh, was defeated on the cross. I mean, it's just amazing to think about and to look at. And, and you know, the end result of, of them going through the Red Sea, uh, you know, a couple other places at the end of that, uh, Exodus 14 chapter, we, uh, the word says that they saw the enemy lying dead on the seashore and that they saw the great power of God at work. And so, you know, God wanted them to see it. I want you to see that I've crushed the enemy. I, I want you to see that this was my great power. And this is precisely what we see at the cross. I want you to see uh, me dying to baptize you. I, I, I want you to see me dying uh, to, in victory over your sin, gluttony, slavery to impurity, whatever it is, depression. And I want you to see that I have uh, victory over the enemy. And so in me, Jesus says, you will be crucified you will be buried and you will raise victoriously just as I have. Pardon me for a minute while I worship. <laughs> oh my goodness. That took my breath away hearing that it did. My mouth came open, but nothing came out. That is not a good thing to have happen on a podcast, is it? But that no, was not powerful, really. <laughs> brother. That was powerful. Ooh, well, what do you make of verse four? Well, uh, verse 4 says, we were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. And that's exactly what uh, we were just saying. That's exactly, the verse was exactly what we just saw in uh, the Exodus passage. Just beautiful. Well, and it corresponds with verse 1 here. Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? Wait a minute. We now have a new life. Uh, we were crucified with Christ. That old self, that old Mike Cleveland, Eric Hurt, that was put to death. May he rest in pieces. Now, that was a, a sinful person. That was uh, ugly. Uh, and and yet he was crucified with Christ. So Eric, if you look at the cross and you see that that title, that sign over the head of Jesus, what does it say in your situation? Oh, it says um, well, there are many things, but debt canceled, um, forgiven. Uh, we also see the sign that was there: Jesus, King of the Jews. Uh, he's King of heaven and earth. Uh, he is, I mean, we can go on and on and on. 
He's, but as we look at this passage in Romans 6, where we yeah. were crucified with Christ, so that, that sign in my situation says, you know, Mike Cleveland, chief of sinners. Yeah, amen. Uh, yeah. Eric Hurt, uh, you know, and so um, we were crucified, we were buried with him, and then now we're raised from the dead uh, through the glory of the Father. Why? So that we may live a new life. Eric, I love my new life. Oh, amen. Uh, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah mine was of sinners too. I was just thinking about, um, you know, uh, out of my former life, uh, just yesterday, thinking of all the things that I've been forgiven and freed from. And it was simply overwhelming. Just uh, again, as we were discussing just moments ago about the love of God and, and how could it be? How could a chief of sinner be forgiven mm. uh, so deeply? So that's what we want others to hear that it doesn't, you know, we've said it before. Uh, the sin that you've committed and that we've committed um, isn't uh, too powerful for the cross. <laughs> That's why Jesus went there to pay the price and to cancel the debt. And even if you're the chief of sinners like Mike and I were and are, and you, you know, and you see your sign up there on the cross, uh, then you also see um, that your debt is canceled. Yes. And so we want you to hear that and we want you to experience that. And that freedom, there's freedom there. Yeah, enter in. A friend and brother and sister, enter into the experience of the cross. See your name up on that, on that uh, sign uh, and put yourself there. Um, and, and so verse 5 says, For if we've been united with him in a death like his, we'll certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. And Eric, we've done this little experiment before. But picture yourself in a casket right now. There lies Eric Hurt. Uh, <laughs> it's not morbid. It's true. It says if we've been united with him in a death like his. So there you are in a casket. And brother, I'm going to take and put all around that casket uh, something that has, has tempted you in the past. Um, for example, I don't know, alcohol, pictures of pornography, uh, temptation toward diets, um, Put it all around your casket. Eric, are you able to gratify your flesh now? Well, a dead man, Mike, uh, really has no desires. Uh, <laughs> he has no, right. yeah, there's no, uh, he, he can't really, he can't move. Um, you know, he, he doesn't have any desires like he had in the past. Uh, he's dead. And so he can't reach out and grab or walk to the same places and do the same things he did in his former life. Yes. Uh, and so in light of that, read verse 6. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. Hallelujah, it's time Amen. to run. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. And verse 7, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Eric, I mean, look at the value of the cross, brother. <laughs> yeah, amazing. I mean, uh, just in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing. And that just immediately reminds us that Jesus, though he was God in the flesh, he did not think equality with God was something to attain to, but emptied himself, Mike, mm. made himself nothing. Oh, and then went to a tree to die for us. 
so that we would no longer, that we could be filled with the treasure of heaven and earth, which is himself, and that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. This is really, this is some serious power. And, and see, this is what I was talking about earlier. This has the power to set us free because it's one thing to say, oh yeah, Jesus died for my sins. Uh, we know that while we're in bondage, we're still in Egypt, we're still slaves. We know that, yeah, the Passover lamb died. But Eric, as we enter into, as we experience ourselves, the, the cross, as we have been crucified with Christ, then that's when we experience the new resurrection power. That's when the Holy Spirit ignites this love in our hearts where we could talk all day long about the love of Jesus because we've, we've died with him. Brother, there's, there's no daylight between you and Christ. You died with him. You were buried with him. You rose with him. You, you are, you're reigning with him. There's just nothing that separates us and Christ. Nothing can separate us from the love of God now. There's no condemnation for you because you already died, right? Who's going to condemn a dead man? He already <laughs> died. And, and so there's no condemnation. There's no separation. Uh, this, brother, is what we're talking about. And I want so badly for someone listening right now to experience this death to sin by looking, as you said, Eric, by looking at the cross. Um, brother, do you have final thoughts? And then just close us in prayer, will you? Oh, sure. Thank you, Mike. Uh, you know, I thought about, um, I was just uh, brought into worship when you were just lifting up the cross there. And, you know, when we looked at the cross, we looked to it, Mike, for uh, our initial, initial um, salvation. And then we look at it again and we look at it for maturity, and we look at it every day. And because it lifts us up every day, it keeps us stable every day. Uh, it keeps us thankful and filled with gratitude every day and thanksgiving. And God continues uh, to pour into our hearts as we look to the cross. And, you know, we've talked about it many times how, you know, the spirit flows from the cross. And it's a river, a spirit of living waters and so the living waters pour into our heart from the cross, and, and then we want to pour out, and that's what we're doing here. We're just, we're just pouring out the love that God has poured into us from the cross. And so that's why we need to see the cross daily. We need to die daily with Christ to be set free from sin and to be stabilized and, and to continue into maturity. And it's just a wonderful thing to do. And so I'm, I, I hope that if you're listening that you – that you look to the cross today and cry out to the Lord and that you could experience this death with Christ, uh, a burial with Christ, that your body of flesh might be brought to nothing, just like Jesus was brought to nothing on the cross for you and for your sin and mine. And so let me close us in prayer. Father, we're just so thankful to be here today. And I want to lift up those listening right now that they would believe this message. They would believe the message of the cross, believe that the, the cross is drawing them now, that Jesus died for every single one of their sins. He, he died to stamp it finished. He died to put a stamp of debt canceled. He died so that we could die in him. All of our sins would be taken care of on the cross, that we would be buried, that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we could raise up 
from that death into the newness of life with power and victory in Christ and over sin. And so, Lord, please just lift up at least one heart today. That one heart could be set free. That one heart could experience the chains falling off. And that one heart could be lifted up and poured into. And so, Lord, we just want you to be glorified in all of this. And we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This has been a podcast of Setting Captives Free. For more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom, please go to settingcaptivesfree.com. Tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free.